Hello and welcome back to the FEZ show. It is the 1st of September 2020 and it's been a quite a few weeks in Formulary, but things are beginning to rumble now, especially with the qualifying system. So we're going to into that very soon. We've also got some very good news for you Formulary gamers and we're not talking Project Cars 3, so stay tuned for that. So with me to discuss all of today's Formulary news is the one and only Jack Pickering. Morning, Jack. Good morning, Jack. How are you? It's been it's been a while since we've done some of these, but I think it's been a nice break just to calm down after what was a hectic final couple of races um, in Berlin. Yes, yeah, uh, yeah. It's given me enough time to get all my uni work, have a birthday, get drunk, and uh, and 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 basically recover from a hangover. So it, 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 it it's enough time. It's enough time for me to it's enough it's enough time for me to do that. But yeah, I have to get back into it. Yeah, so am I. So we have to talk about, so the main talking point, Jack, which I find really interesting because I'm going to admit, and I've said this on the podcast and when we did the podcast with Tobias, and I probably said it on the FEZ show that I wasn't a big fan of the qualifying system, but I think I've been converted. I think, Jack, I've been converted to understanding why this qualifying format that we have in Formula E is actually brilliant. Because the teams are now pushing Formula E to change the qualifying system. They say it's not fair, it's not right, it's the same. We we'll always struggle. The group one, the track conditions, it's not great. We want it changed. And they're pushing Formula E at this precise moment, Jack. And Formula E, fair play to them, are standing firm and saying, nah, we ain't changing this qualifying system. We know it works. We love it. If you don't love it, tough. Um, so what do you think? Early thought, thought sorry. Um, what do you make on the qualifying mode as it is at the moment? And what do you think about the teams now, after a couple of seasons saying they were okay, they liked it, they understood it, now starting to push the FIA and Formula E to say, we want change? Well, yeah, I I absolutely love this format. I think it's been a fantastic format that we've had over the years, and it has improved year on year. So when we started it, uh, when we started it in seasons one, two, and I think season three, it was a lot. It, it was a complete lottery, and they were just put into their own thing. Season four, um, they were put into their own. Um, they were put into their segments in the championship, so one through six, seven through twelve, and just to make it a bit more fairer. And then that was put in a lottery uh, to to see who would go first. And actually, a lot of the time, the uh, the bottom set in the championship would uh, end up going out in the first part of qualifying. Because remember. Jerome complaining about that throughout season four, and then as soon as season five came around, he was in the top group for qualifying, but they changed the rules so the so the top six in the championship had to go out first, and um, and so yeah, and it, and 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 I think that format makes makes it a lot more exciting seeing uh, seeing the top six in the championship have to struggle out in this first part, and then see the next six, then the next six, and then the next six, and I think it's uh, and I think it's absolutely fantastic to watch. Um, because it does give a completely jumbled grid. Admittedly, we saw in Berlin, we saw uh, Antonio Vixacosta have um, two poles out of Q1 in the first uh, in the first two races. But even then, it was still it was still absolutely fantastic. It was still absolutely fantastic sessions. And, and in the final race of the season, the final race of the season, we saw Neil Yarny and Rene Rast get into super pole. We saw Tom Blomqvist in his first race in about two years. Um, get into Super Bowl and that was fantastic to see. And so 
And so yeah, it, uh, I I absolutely adore this qualifying format because you just you just go into it going, I'm not sure what's going to happen. Admittedly, you do that going into any Formula E event, anyways. But um, but yeah, I just do really like this format and the fact that the teams want to change it. That's one thing that I'm quite happy about because in Formula One, you see that the, the the teams always have a say. In Formula E, the teams really don't have a say on it, and so Formula E will go, no, we're sticking with this format. Don't care what you think do this or bye-bye basically yeah i think it's interesting to s i'm i'm very happy that formerly have made their stance now interestingly enough jack it's jaguar that seem to be making the most noise about the qualifying system and interestingly enough i recall season five rome which a race we both attended um i believe it was that mitch evans said in the press conference that he was dead for this qualifying format he said this is the right qualifying format it's the best qualifying format that we come and obviously he's at jaguar at this point and i thought that's quite interesting now fast forward to the end of season six with berlin jaguar have had a horrible time right they've had an absolute horrible time it hasn't worked with mitch being in group one you know that didn't help them at all he wasn't able to get a lap together yes they did get tom blomquist into Super Bowl um, when he entered into the series, but obviously he was in Group 4. And they have been the ones that have been starting to create the rumbles. Do you think it's just because, are they throwing their toys out the pram? Are Jaguar going, we were in a position here where we could have fought for the Drivers' Championship with Mitch. It hasn't gone our way. The reason why it hasn't gone our way is because of the qualifying format. And I just want to add before I throw to you, like Sam Bird, for example. You could argue that in season five, Sambo could have won the championship. He got off to an amazing start, but then was stuck in that group one qualifying system and didn't master it like the other drivers did. Started in the mid-back, got caught up in crashes in Hong Kong, championship kind of over. So I think like there's swings and roundabouts, but obviously Virgin and Bird didn't throw their toys out of the pram at that point. I have a feeling at this moment, I might be being a bit harsh by saying that, but Jaguar sort of, it didn't go their way, they wanted it to go their way, and now they're saying, well, this is why I didn't go away, change it. Well, yeah, I think I'm I'm not really that surprised that Jaguar are the team that have spoken out about it. Obviously, we saw Mitch Evans, who was the closest competitor to Antonio Felix Costa in the championship. He just had an absolutely torrid run in qualifying. I'm not sure... I, I think his best position was inside the top 10, but I think he only got inside the top 10 once. Um, and that was on the first, and, and that was on the first day uh, back. And, and, uh, and ever since then he was, he was right at the back of the field. And unfortunately for Mitch Evans is that he was always in the top six, uh, go, um, in, in the qualify after each race. And so he was always in the qualifying group one. And then on the on then on the final day he gets bumped to seven. So had there been one more race after the after the last race of the season, he would have actually been in Group Two. And who knows, he might have had a decent race in um, if there if there was a seventh Berlin E Prix. But um, but it does it, it doesn't really surprise me that um that Jaguar have said this because they 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 came to Berlin and they were the ones that were going to challenge Antonio Felix Acosta. It, it uh, as Jack Nichols alluded to in um. In, in the coverage, it was going to be a fight between uh, Antonio Felix da Costa, Mitch Evans, and Stoffel Van Dorn. Those were the three. Uh, those were the three competitors that most people thought would be right there fighting for the title. And Antonio Felix da Costa just blew it out of the park on day one and day two, and just basically just took put one hand on the championship then and there. But 
The thing is, that's what makes it interesting with qualifying. It means that these championship competitors have um, have a uh, have a disadvantage uh, in terms of grid position, and it's going to make it more in exciting racing come through the field. And on a couple of days, Mitch did come through the field and then had problems. So one of them, I think, on day one, it were, uh, Max Gunter went into the back of him and spun him round um, on the exit turn six, and so that lost him a, that lost him some points there. And then it just he did score some points. I think he scored a ninth and two sevenths. Even then, it was just too little, too late, and and he had fallen, but uh, and he had fallen back in the championship, and then and and yeah, it got to a point in the end where he did only finish seventh in the end. I think, as I said, it's interesting. A lot of drivers have always been, like, pushing for it to change. Like, I remember in Season 5, you know, interviewing the Costa, Vern, tons of drivers. Like, this qualifying season's unfair. Like, it's like it's not really qualifying. And at that time, I agreed with them. Because qualifying is supposed to be about finding the fastest driver and putting them at the top of the grid. Which, in my opinion, as a mini purist, I think that was probably the purest in me, was like, that's not qualifying because the fastest driver is really literally not having the chance to become the fastest driver and show that they're the fastest um, in this qualifying format. But as I said, I've, I feel like I've been converted because I feel like it's part of the skill set now, Jack, that drivers need to have in Formula E. It's not just, I need to be good in the race, right? And we see that so many times, right, in Formula 1. You might see a driver or a driver in other series have a bad qualifying, you know, maybe a couple of attempts behind their teammate and so forth. But in the race, they come strong. Right? And in the race they can battle through. A bit like Lucas Degrassi. Lucas Degrassi is one of those drivers. Not fabulous at qualifying. But in the race he comes alive. He comes alive and he can bring any car from the back to the front at any point. Right? So, and we've seen that. But I think it's a skill. And I think Antonio Felix da Costa mastered that skill. And that's why he won the championship. Is that he was able to master group one. And I think for those championship contenders in the early, the early protagonists, for them to go on to win the championship, they must, they must master qualifying and get group one right. Because if you do not master it, Jack, I think you can't win the title. You, you can't win it because you're not getting the full potential. If you can manage to get a seventh, you don't have to get in the Super Bowl, but if you can qualify in the top ten from group one. And if your rivals are down in 16th, 17th, that's a huge advantage straight away. Once you're starting in the points and you don't have as many cars, you're not as in in the middle of the pack to sort of, you know, crash out, which we saw with Bird in Hong Kong in Season 5, you know, you've got a better chance. So I think it's a skill. I don't know if, if you agree with that, but I think it's, it's a skill. And I think that's what makes qualifying so important. And maybe why Formula E is so unique in itself is because in other series, it's just about setting the fastest lap. In group one for the championship leaders, it's all about minimizing, basically minimizing damage or, you know, damage limitation. And who is the best at limiting that damage? Yeah, and we saw, and we saw what uh, one prime example was that Oliver Rowland took pole uh, in the third, uh, in the third Berlin, um, in the extended layout, and won on the on the Wednesday, and then on the Thursday, plumb last on the grid. Um, he and there, there there was no one there was no one behind him. He started twenty fourth and last, and that and and uh, and that just shows how Formula E can flip flop from one day to the next, and that's what makes it really exciting because you just. You just don't know what's going to happen. You 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 get so many different you get so many different winners. I, I remember up until um, 
up until Da Costa won that Berlin, uh, the first Berlin race, we we were on nine different winners in the last nine races, and last season we saw eight different winners in 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 the first eight, and it was it was it was so unpredictable. You just didn't know what 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 was going to happen, and there how. However, it it, it 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 can be super unpredictable at the start. However, there will be a few. Uh, uh, however, as soon as you get to like round seven or round eight, um, you you'll be like, okay, we 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 really need to focus now, and though and 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 they'll get to grips qualifying. We've seen it with Vern uh, last season. We saw it with the cost of this season. They will they will get uh, they will get into the zone everything everything will be perfect and i think it's not just antonio uh, it's not just antonio felix de costa who um um who did really well because of group 1 i think the cheetah powertrain and the engineers they've got a massive part to play in that as well in in getting those two pole positions that we saw but yeah i think the 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 whole qualifying format is just perfect because and I'm going to sound like a broken record because I've said it twice already. You 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 see the top guys at the back and the and the guys further down at the front, and that's just going to mess the championship up that little bit more. I just think I know like drivers they say that they they want it to be changed and so forth, but I think it's I think it's just a, a brilliant qualifying system. As I said, I've been converted on it, um, and I just think it's an, it's a skill set that you you need. It's unique. Uh, it gives the drivers something to worry about, and it sort of for me makes those points for qualifying because remember we have those points for qualifying it sort of makes it worth it okay and i i know you're not the biggest fan jack of the point for the fastest group qualifier but i kind of like that because it gives someone chance to at least get a point but you know if you do get into super pole and if you do get it from group one if you like the costa has and then get pole those three points i feel like they're well deserved three points to give um because that's a good you know you've done a good job and i think it's also important to you know, reward the person who was fastest out of those four groups. Um, and I think a point is, is necessary for that. I, I, I like that. But what I was thinking, you know what you mentioned there? That some people, you know, you've had nine different winners from different races. And I think maybe teams could be coming at this from Formula E at a different angle. And saying, well, it's not good that we don't know who these championship protagonists are. And you want a story. Every season wants a story. And I think a lot of people are used to these sort of stories sort of developing over the season and you sort of, you eliminate a couple and you get back. And we all thought going into Berlin, Da Costa, but Da Costa Evans, right? Da Costa Evans is the story, right? There too, they look like the two strongest drivers at this precise moment in time in the, in the series. And that was the story. The story was far from that. And I think this qualifying system doesn't allow and you could argue it doesn't allow a championship story to develop because we end up going down to the last day right we know who our championship protagonist is but when i'm going into a final day of the race and thinking about new york and thinking that they were promoting six seven drivers as potentially winning the championship and you know deep down in your head right five of them are winning it there's no chance in hell that five of them are winning that championship. It's really down to two. But because of the qualifying system and because of how close things are in Formula E, it could have gone to one of those five. It could have done. A lot would have had to have swung for it to have gone, but it could have. But I don't think having seven championship contenders going into the final weekend of the season creates a story, creates something to get behind. So I think yeah. in that sense, maybe things could change. 
Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. I remember British Touring Cars. Um, I think it was 2015. There was eight. Uh, uh, I think there was eight competitors fighting for the title going into the Brands Hatch finale, and they whittled them down through uh, throughout the three races on that day. And, and I can't remember who won the championship that year. Now, um, I want to say Colin Turkington, but I might be wrong. But uh, but yeah, we've we've uh, we, uh, we've seen it in Formula One as well. Um, 2010 and 2012 are regarded as two uh, as two of the best seasons in Formula One. And 2012, we saw seven different winners in the first seven races, and then we saw Fernando Alonso win that race in uh, in uh, Valencia, and then that and, and then we didn't see another repeat winning until Kimi won in Abu Dhabi. But um. But uh, but even then, the narrative of that championship it 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 it, it, it was so good because you didn't know which way uh, uh which way it would go down to uh, uh, which way it would go down to and then Vettel hopped on those four races in the Asia season and then uh, whilst Fernando I think crashed out in in Japan and then and then Vettel going into the final <laughs> Brazil 2012 remains my favourite Formula One race of all time. Um, but uh, but uh, but even in 2010 with the four championship contenders, Lewis was 24 points off um, Fernando at the top of the table, and so you kind of knew that Lewis wasn't going to do it. But um, he still, um, but you still went maybe top three could have a massive accident, and then Lewis could come through to it. Uh, Lewis could win the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix, but um, that wasn't the case obviously because Vettel won that day. But that but but. But you do need that kind of uh, you do need that kind of narrative just for uh, for each season. And so, the first few races of the year, I think the unpredictability is good. But always, or always, it will kind of like go go into one person's favour, like we saw with Da Costa and Verne these last two seasons. Um, but at, at the end of the day, most uh, most people want to see the championship go down to the wire, and. And, and see two or three competitors go for it. Yeah, I agree. Um, Gordon Shetton was oh, yeah, 2015 Gordon Shetton. British Touring Car Champion. Um, to put that to rest. Um, yeah, I just I just thought I'd point it out there because obviously there are people who you know don't like you know when they hear eight different winners they like it puts them off. Like for some of us like us we might oh my god eight different winners it's so unpredictable yeah that's great but for some people it's like no I want I I don't want so many different winners i want some con continuity some like you get bored by hearing lewis hamilton win a lot but then at the same time if formula one then became you know lance stroll suddenly won a race then he's won a race and he's won a race he's won a race i'd love like, that i'd absolutely like, love that can we get lance stroll to win a race maybe uh, but i'm just yeah. saying you know people he's good at monza yeah, he's good at Monza. I'm going to put a couple quid on him this weekend. Maybe, maybe. I think you should put a couple quid on the Renaults. They, they, they were quite quick. Yeah. Um, don't put your house on Ferrari though. But anyway, that's a different no. subject. What qualifying system would you would you implement if you if they were to change? What would you change? I don't really know what I'd want them to change it to. I think um, I think that the qualifying system just works so well for Formula E. Uh, the the only one that I can really think of right now is. Um, the one that was rejected by F1 have a reverse grid, grid qualifying race for for 20 or 30 minutes and then that will set the grid for um uh, and and then that sets the grid for the um for uh for the uh for the for the proper race, for the race yeah. but um but yeah it's 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 definitely something that I can't really see changing for I can't see formula E doing another format like that um like this I I think this format works so well cuz it is just 
one you have got one shot and then if you're in the top six you have another shot but you don't have a bank of time to depend on and then and that would be and that would be that but yeah I, I I can't really think I can't really see Formula E going with another format whereas I can see Formula One tweaking their tweaking their setup a, a, a little bit I can't see Formula E changing nor can I. And I've just thought of an idea, right? And this is completely off topic, off topic, but after this, we're going to move on. Um, you can maybe say like one line if you agree. But I was thinking about, remember when we talked about on the last show about could the qualifying system in Formula E work in Formula One? And we said no. But I thought of a different idea, which is really harsh, right? And you might not like it, but I thought it could be a good way to do it. Is if you were to put the first runners out but they have to use the hardest compound of tyre to set their lap and then as it wheels down then the middle pack use the medium compound which should be faster than the and then the fight the slowest your Williams your Alfa Romeos they get to use the soft no I'm not completely sold on that I think I, I think I had an idea of like 10 or so years ago that they should use the uh, no five or so years ago that they should go Hard in Q1, medium Q2, soft in Q3, or something like that for like all teams. But I, but you I, get the same I, result I, that I, you have now. I can't really see. Uh, I, I I think I think at one point I thought um, they should do like what MotoGP used to do with the uh, with with the factory bikes, then the then the open tier because the because the open bike or the CRTs or whatever they used to call them, they used to be able to use one step softer tires, so they'd be able to use a quicker tire. But at the same time, they could that it it would it would run out faster, and so they they'd probably have to quit pit earlier in the race. I don't know. We can't solve everyone's problems at the same time, Jack. That's the issue. But gaming fans, we've got a little exclusive for you. Unless you've already read it on the Formula Rezone website, which is coming soon. Our um, factor two, we all know, has Formula E content in it. And there's going to be some more. So what we understand from the so Formula E don't have a base game. Obviously, Formula E has just come out on Project Cars 2, but it's not really Formula E racing. There's not any, any, any energy consumption. They're all on, apart from possibly Long Beach, all on proper circuits. Um, so it's not really Formula E. R-Factor 2 is the closest game you could have to race Formula E. And they're bringing in attack mode. So you can have attack mode, you can run an attack mode power, but they're actually implementing attack mode on R-Factor 2, so you have to go through the attack mode, and that will trigger you moving up into attack mode, so you can have that race. They've got improved physics, so you know it should be better to drive, a bit more realistic, but there is a new track coming to Formula E, uh, to R-Factor 2 for Formula E. So at the moment we've got Hong Kong, we've got Berlin, we've got Monaco, and I'm missing one. Did I say Hong Kong? Uh, you said Hong Kong, Berlin, Monaco, Monaco, Monaco. Uh, and the electric docks, whatever it's called. Yeah, um, that doesn't really count. No, think. it doesn't. That doesn't count. Um, no. But I think, honestly, that's a really good step for Formula E 
for making R Factor 2 their sole purpose game. And I think it's a step in the right. It is an expensive sort of bundle because obviously R Factor 2 is 26 quid just for the base game. And the bundle at the moment for Formula E for the pack at the moment is 30 quid. Obviously, this will be then extra content on top, potentially with a new track. Um, so that will probably be an extra £7. So it is a bit pricey, but it should be super realistic, fingers crossed. Oh, well, I say super re as realistic as it could be um, to the real drivers. I think the real drivers said when they were doing the Race at Home Challenge um, that it wasn't as realistic. The car, you know, it was a bit more slidey than it was, but hopefully these improved physics mean that Formula the R-Factor 2 game is a bit more of a realistic experience actually driving a real Formula E car. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm looking forward to it. I think, I, uh, I, I think it'll be good. Um, the extra track is the thing that I'm more interested in. Um, I'm, I think the majority of us are expecting just going to be Mexico City, um, because they can actually access that. Whereas, it, uh, whereas it'll be hard to do like Paris or somewhere else, um, because you know traffic. Um, but, um. But uh, but uh, but Mexico City does make sense because they can they can just go there and do it sensibly. Um, but the thing is, they would have actually had to travel out there and do it then. Whereas, I I I jokingly said last night on um on Twitch.tv slash Formula E Zone, so go hit that follow button. Um, uh, <laughs> I said uh, I uh, I said there last night that um that that, that it's going to be Ber uh, the the extended version of Berlin. Which I think would just be a kick in the balls for for everyone, but um, I I I'd, I'd I'd have a good laugh at that. Um, but if if it was, but um, but yeah, I think it, I think it's gonna be good. The fact that they're gonna implement attack mode and they're gonna do it properly with the actual attack mode activation zone and everything, it's gonna be it's 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 it's, it's gonna be really good. And and the fact that I mean like we 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 I don't want to tempt I don't want to tell anything that's not happened but we are thinking of doing our own um little league starting uh sometime i don't know but but during the off season uh and 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 yeah it will be fantastic to have like, actually have the attack mode so make it make it that make it that little bit more interesting for uh for uh for each race and, and also sim sim races will absolutely love it so yeah no i think it's i think it's brilliant also what we're thinking of actually happening is on the cars is there potentially to be a new race at home challenge so from this information that we got from our source they so this these changes that are coming are coming they're not coming soon they're not like here tomorrow right um i'm expecting maybe october maybe end of september if we're lucky october november that these changes will probably be implemented right so we've still got a few months to wait but it's on r factor 2's like list of to-do lists it's like it's on there it's in priority and, and so forth so it is coming we are 100 percent sure of it but it won't be like coming soon in the next couple of weeks it will be a couple of months down the line but what was also mentioned was a potential new race at home challenge now I think we can all say, Jack, that we weren't the biggest fans of the Race at Home Challenge and how it was conducted. Um, so I think if they're going to do it again, they need to do it differently. Obviously, first and foremost, get the drivers that are really interested and are available to do it. And then put them up against the best sim racers out there. And do your qualification thing like we did last time. That's fine to get some random people in there. But let them go up against the best. So let's have 10 maybe max... 10 max Formula E drivers, okay, and then 10 
or 12 sim racers, right? Or however many it is, 14 to get... How many of the grid... The grid doesn't might have to be the full size, but it'd be great if they could. But it, anyway, 12-12, 10-10, doesn't matter, right? Um, because at the end of the day, it's just about getting cars on the track and, and getting sim racers to actually compete against the real drivers. And I think if they do that, rather than having two separate races, I think that will, one, engage the fans much more, and two, I think that will provide an utterly crazy, brilliant, will-to-will action race. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think one of the biggest flaws of the race at home format is just no, no one... No one really knew about it, and it just didn't really go down that well. And the basically the the, the only really th the only thing that really came out of it was the whole act. Um, uh, forgotten the word for it. Um, kerfuffle. I'm going to use because I can't think of the word that I was thinking of, which is good. Uh, but um, but yeah. Uh, but yeah. That 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 was that was the only thing that really made headlines about it. No, nobody else was really looking at it whatsoever. And I do think the elimination format was one of those things that they tried to work, and it went down as good as the elimination format did in Formula One qualifying a few years ago, uh, because it no, it it just didn't really work. And um and and uh, and we saw things like 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 the F1 esports um series. They did um they did fa they did fantastically well. They got they got people like Lando and they got Charles in there and they got George who eventually won the championship. Um, but um, and then and 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 then they did get I think they got TS no was it no it wasn't Tiesto who was it um it was the guy who sang Despacito him um that don't know why I thought don't know why I thought of Tiesto um listening too much EDM um but um but yeah no they, they uh, and they got um Sergio Aguero in there and they had um. Thibaut Courtois, who was there for pretty much all the races as well, and so you were able to get these celebrity people in there, and they were and they were able to do it. And I think the fact that it was in the middle of the pandemic, it, uh, the, the the fact that it was during the pandemic worked well. Now it's just going to be off. Now, now, now it's just going to be like a, an an off season series. It's not going to be as I, I don't think it's going to be looked at really at all. So I do fear for Formula E there for injecting more cash i assume into uh, into a series that i don't think will take off um which is disappointing because yeah i think I, yeah the only thing that really happened in the race Up challenge was 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 the apt stuff so yeah i i can't see this going anywhere and yeah i think people will forget about it rather quickly i'm gonna be the opposite i'm gonna be the opposite because jack that was kind of like that was a bit downer, a bit downer on that. And I'm like, okay, okay, I'll raise the stakes. I'll raise the stakes and I'll go, I think it's a good thing that Formula are doing this. Um, if there is another, I think it has to be done completely different. Has to be done completely different. First and foremost, if it's exactly the same as how it was ran last time, it's going to fail. And as Jack said, it will flop 100%, right? If they can get some influencers, they need influencers, right? So maybe have 10-10. 10 Formula E drivers, 10 um, top-level sim racers get four influencers in there. Or four random people, right? Doesn't even have to be influencers. Get a Lando Norris in there. Get a Charles Leclerc in there. Or whoever, right? Get an F1 driver in there. And let's see how these F1 drivers do. But, you know, you could get someone like a Sergio Aguero, a Tibor Courtois, 
and Nico Rosberg. They, 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 they won't have the time, though. I think, well, Nico may, Nico may have the time in between appearing on Sky Sports F1. It also depends um, on when doing, they do this. Uh, other stuff, but... Yeah, yeah. The the thing is that like F one's basically booked up till the end of the season. Um, for, uh, football, I know the Premier League restarts and and the and the Championship and League One and all that. Like, they restart on twelfth. Um, and so yeah, I they just they just won't really have the time for it. So I don't think they'll be able to get these the the uh, the uh, these influences uh, yes they might be able to get arav and um and uh, ben daly in there but um i don't think they'd be able to get like the massive sporting names that they were able to back in um uh, like f1 were able to back in march and april and may well i'm just gonna go right i think the pros of what lando norris does right just very quickly before we move on to the next topic is obviously he does a lot of stuff right in the evenings so i'm assuming that during the day and it'd be the same for footballers once they finish training in the afternoon in the evenings they've got to themselves right so if formula do it on a weekday for example because if you take saturdays and sundays out of the way you know you've got drivers like van dorn who probably won't be in the series because he's probably like a test driver with mclaren as we know all the way up till december but if they do it midweek, you never know. There might be a chance that he could pop on for an evening to do this competition. Could be the same with Lando Norris. Could be the same with someone else. So I think formerly have to be very clever with how they market this and how they go about it. If they put it on the weekend, you rule out football players. You rule out everyone that's on an F1 weekend. because Yeah, but you could put it on Tuesday night and, and people no, but they, still what's, be what's, playing. What's, the, the, but the thing is, if they, if they put it on Tuesday night, then that's silly. Right, because football players play technical. I'm not, I know it's very, it's a very, let's get a football player to play a racing game. But obviously, Formula One did it, right? But we're just saying if there's interest, right? If there's interest, they're not going to be great. But at the same time, do you know any Brentford players that will want to play? Yeah, um, I just, I just uh, phone them up. Formula E, yeah. I just phone yeah. them up. I phone them up. I phone them up tonight. Find out. Um, but if you put it on a Thursday, for example, right? You put it on a Thursday. No football games really take place on a Thursday. If there's, you know. Maybe they're flying. Maybe Wednesday, but if it just depends, it just depends on when, on when it's done. That's the Brentford players there. They're texting me right now. Um, it just came up Brentford and all that. There you go. See, they're they're listening. I think it'll be good. I think it's good that Formula continue because we can't knock them for saying they did nothing with, you know, esports for so long, and then they come up and say we're going to continue the esports side of things, and then knock them or saying, well, who's going to watch it? Who's going to be available to do it? I don't think you can knock them like that because they're trying. So, in my opinion, to put that to rest, fingers crossed, it's just as long as it's run better than how it was run previously, I'm happy. But last thing to talk about very quickly, quick couple of words. Tech Cheetah, DS Tech Cheetah, I don't think it's just DS, I think it's just Tech Cheetah in itself, have entered Extreme E, but apparently is in place of Venturi. So Venturi had um, entered Extreme E. Um, but Tech Cheetah have taken their place because Venturi want to focus on their Formula E project, which kind of makes sense, um, especially given our interview in the August magazine with Susie Wolf and what she said, that it, that kind of makes sense with uh, the direction that she wants to move that team forward. Just quick word, what do you make on that? Um, yeah, no, I see why... Um, uh, I, 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 I kind of see why Cheetah wants to go into there because they've done so well in for in uh, in Formula E these last few seasons. I mean they they picked up a title. Uh, well they've done the double they've done the double double, 
Um, and so, and, and also Vern won in season four. So yeah, no, I completely understand why Tajita might be interested there. I am surprised that Venturi pulled out because they're such a massive um, electric market, and um, and and and, uh, and and also they could have put more resources into Extreme E because in Formula E right now they've um, they've got rid of the um, uh, uh, they've got rid of their own powertrain. They're now a customer to Mercedes. And so, yeah, I think I think it it, uh, it 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 may have made more sense to stay in Extremely. However, and I'm going to uh, I'm going to change the topic again, but comparing it to uh, MotoGP, um, K uh, KTM uh, used to be in Moto2, but but pulled out either at the end of last season or the season before, and so they could put all their eggs into uh, in, into one basket and focus on MotoGP. And this year. Um, so far, they won in uh, they won in Czech Republic with Brad Binder, and they won in Austria with uh, Miguel Oliveira. And this is a team, uh, uh, and this is a team that last year maybe got uh, the odd top ten. And so, and 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 so yeah, it, uh, it it may work venturey, but I I can't see them being so far up on uh, uh, so far up the Formula E table that. Um, because they've ex because they've exited extremely that they're going to be right up there fighting with Tachita and Mercedes and Nissan week in week out. Yeah, it was one of those that we're just going to have to find our way. But a very interesting news story that came out this morning, and we do have we've got some interesting news on extremely that we know about, but we are not allowed to say right now. So uh, fingers crossed for something to come out on that interesting in the future. But on that note, Jack. Um, Thank you so much for being with me today. Thank you. Um, and thank you for watching this show and, and listening to us on the podcast apps. Um, if you really enjoyed the show, please remember to hit the like and subscribe button. That, that means just tremendous amount to us. Um, we're also on Twitch, like Twitch, the Twitch community at the moment. Um, I know you're listening now. Um, it's just been absolutely amazing. So if you haven't seen us on Twitch yet, we're pretty much streaming most weeknights between 8 and 11, uh, British summertime. So convert that to your own time in your own pleasure. Um, but it's been absolutely amazing. So come and join us. We're having tons of fun on there. Patreon, if you love us that much, you can support us on our Patreon. Uh, but even by, by $1 a month, we got to do a new interview. has got to come out. I think Alexander Sims is going to come out today uh, for exclusive for the Patreon. So you can listen to our interview that we did a couple of weeks back with Alexander Sims. And I think that's pretty much everything in terms of, apart from the Discord chat, if you love us that much and want to talk more Formula E, you can join us in our Discord chat. But thank you so much for watching, and we'll see you very soon. Goodbye.